So today I want you all to ask yourselves, why would a loving God choose to send someone to hell? I'm your host, Caden Tart, and this is Scratch the Scripture, the Q&A podcast. And if you haven't already, you can send us questions like this one at our Gmail, which is scratchthescripture at gmail.com. And in the description below, I also put a link in there for a Discord server called the God Squad, where a bunch of very different people hang out and play games and talk about religion and ask us all sorts of questions just like this one. And if you want to know the answer to why would a loving God choose to send someone to hell, then please stick around. Right off the bat, this question is a loaded one. It might not seem like it, but I have found a neat way to break down this question to its roots so that by breaking it down, I can actually tell you the answer. And there are three key words in this question that I wish to explore. So let's begin. The first term I want to touch on is the phrase loving God. This phrase loving God implies some things about the character of God himself. Nowadays, a loving God is seen as a being that is tolerant of anything you wish to do, no matter what it is. A loving God is seen as always passive and always non-confrontational. And I have to admit, while evangelizing, I have come across many excuses from people for not following Christ, and that just kind of comes with the package of evangelizing. But one, one excuse that I get a lot is that they don't believe in Christ, but they believe in a general and vague sort of God of love, some being out there that just loves, a God that doesn't impede on their personal values or ventures. And let me put it to you like this way. If they do not follow Christ, yet follow a God of love, they are imagining a false God and simply do not want to obey Christ. That is the reality of it. Their definition of love is twisted and is not founded on biblical standards. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So he is love itself and therefore cannot do anything that is unloving. That would not make sense and is impossible. The concept of hell is also what perpetuates this disbelief in the God of the Bible. Many people will perceive the eternal punishment of hell as an unloving action from God. We all can admit, we are far from perfect beings. We lie, we steal, we lust after one another, we blaspheme, which means to use his name in vain, and on extreme accounts we murder. And yet we believe that we deserve heaven, and if God damns us to hell, he is somehow wrong. Why is that? If, if we believe that God is wrong, then we have deemed ourselves more loving and more knowledgeable than God. This is again impossible because God literally is love, and everything he does sten- stems from his perfect love and perfect judgment. The next keyword I want to touch on is choose. In why would a loving God choose to send someone to hell? And this lands on the topic of free will. 
this phrasing of God choosing to send someone to hell is misleading. This, this places the responsibility of our eternal destination, whether that's heaven or hell, into God's hands entirely. Like, he is ultimately to blame for people being in hell. And that is the first mistake many of us make when it comes to the concept of hell and God's perfect will. One of God's greatest gifts for humanity is free thought and autonomy. And so if it's anyone's responsibility, it is our own. We decide to go to hell because we have lived our whole lives denying God and rejecting his son. This question is worded in such a way that it, it makes the person uh, being sent to hell a victim instead of a culprit within their own free will. This also shows how perfect God's love is. He gave us the free will to choose him or not. So if God forced us to love him, he would do so in violation of our free will. And we cannot love God if there wasn't also an option to not love him. Love is always voluntary. And I hope by saying all of this, I'm not giving anyone a, a philosophical aneurysm by any degree. <laughs> so we've knocked out loving God, and we've touched on choose, and now the last word to break down is send. Why would a loving God choose to send someone to hell? Now, the mainstream idea of hell is this dark place full of ashes and fiery torment, something like uh, Dante's Inferno, like it's ripped straight from the book. But one of the most popular descriptions of hell is that it is the absence of God, like hell is a place where God is not, and he has left you there entirely to burn. This is completely false and is actually backwards. Paul does speak about being casted out from the presence of the Lord. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 9, it says, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. We are also told in Revelation chapter 14, verse 10, that anyone who receives the beast's image will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So from this, we can conclude that God's eternal blessings have been retracted from his presence in hell, but he is very much present as the ultimate and everlasting judge. Michael Horton, a theology professor at Westminster Seminary in California, says this. He says, if we read the Bible carefully, we conclude that everyone as a creature made in God's image, has a personal relationship with him. Therefore, God is, after the fall, either in the relationship of a judge or a father to his creatures. And God, who is present everywhere at all times, will be forever present in hell as the judge. So, hell is such a horrible place to be, but hell should not be the object of your fear. Despite any preconceived ideas about what hell is like, the one and only reason it is horrific is because God's wrath is ever-present. This all sounds pretty intimidating, and it does, but there is a reason for eternal punishment. Now, God does not delight in souls going to hell, and neither should we, 
but God is ultimate justice. We have all sinned against God, and his, this automatically puts us in debt towards God, which requires payment. If, if God were to excuse our sin, then he would not be just, and to allow sinful humans into heaven, which is perfect, would make it less than perfect. So this is where Christ comes in. Only Jesus Christ's sacrifice made an acceptable payment for the sin debts of mankind. So if we refuse Jesus as our payment, then we must pay that debt ourselves, sadly. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, then go to anchor.fm slash scratch the scripture for more episodes. And feel free to shoot us a question at scratchthescripture at gmail.com for this series. Tune in next Sunday as we answer the question, why is masturbation a sin? And remember, we're only just beginning to scratch the scripture.